Chao. What do you want? It's a podcast to you. Gotta talk about Giallo movies just for you. The only thing I'd like, I'd really like, is to meet you face to face. It'll happen sooner or later, but you don't have to recognize us. Thanks. However, you disappoint me, duck. You throw a challenge my way. I almost forgot the most important part. We go by Creep, Creeperson, and Chris. And this is Chow Chow Chow. Got it. The harbor, a phone booth sitting right near Pier 11. I'll get out the APB. Move, you bastard. Ciao, ciao, everybody, and welcome to this super special edition of Jallo Chow Chow, episode 70, The Return of the Phantom Eric. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going by uh, Phantom Lewis now. Oh, okay. You're, You're not going by Phantom Headlock? No. Okay. Dude, I'm, every time Eric comes on screen, I get freaked out by the fucking fiend, the, the misfits fiend skull guy who's sitting yeah. in, on the... Isn't that nuts, dude? Good. He's looking right down on you. It's really cool, but it's creepy as all hell. He's coming from the light to shed darkness. <laughs> That's why you don't go into Eric's basement. <laughs> Not by choice. Yeah, this was the last girlfriend I brought home. <laughs> I showed her my picture of Colt Cabana. And then killed her. <laughs> and once she saw my wrestling picture, she tried to run and caught her. So, yeah. uh, so, so for everybody who, um, so I guess we should we should let everyone know. For those of uh, of you who have joined the the parade, the the Chow Chow um, phenomenon later on in its life cycle, uh, Eric uh, was a founding member of the podcast. And uh, hasn't been on for a while, so we're welcoming him back as a guest uh, as a guest for this show. But I wanted to bring up the fact that for the last, I don't know, how many episodes has it been, Creep, 20 or 30, something like that, um, without Eric? And we haven't discussed any wrestling. So um, I'm going to give you guys I tried an the I tried the first episode without yeah. Eric, and it just fell on flat ears. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, it flat and deaf, and you can also say that you know some of the other things have also fallen flat, like how many people have watched Dirty Dancing and oh, yeah. understand that reference. Um, You've five, seen Dirty Dancing, right, Eric? No, no. Good fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> See that? I can't believe one. we're a podcast that talks about cinema 
and you two haven't seen. You mean God. the one in Havana Nights? Yeah. No, that was the stupid sequel or the Lombada movie. Either yeah. one of those is what I'm not talking about. Oh, okay. Either one is what you're not talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about oh. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey. That's awesome. A Grammy to Bill Medley. What does your um, mug say, creep? It says, Dirty Dancing Kicks Beaver. Oh, drink at your own risk. Okay. Yeah. What 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 uh, what what sort of libation do you have going on to, to this evening? Um, it is Nescafe, uh, instant coffee, the bottle with fifteen percent more. Fifteen <laughs> percent more what coffee? Yeah. See, I in my old age, you know, I'm getting to the point where I realize that I'm just really fucking impatient and I don't have time to wait for shit. Okay. One of those things is my cup of coffee. Oh, actually, this is not. This is um, a Starbucks Via bag. Oh, there sachet. you go. That's instant too, but, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all on instant coffee. I still use my Keurig to put the hot water in the cup, but <laughs> I'm all instant coffee. Well, you probably save money that way. Because yeah. those Keurigs are so friggin' expensive, dude. Those K-Cups. So now that you're an old man talking about books, yeah, you like your, your instant coffee? You're younger than I am, you bastard. <laughs> I'm going to be 40 next year sometime. Yeah, I'm going to be 45. So I'm still in my, my mid-30s. <laughs> right. You're always in your mid-30s until 40. Exactly. Yeah, and then I turn 28. So it'll be super... The thing that, that I find interesting is that I, I, I judge my old age based on the age brackets that are in fill-out forms on the web. Like, um, if it's asking you your age, but you don't have to type it in, and you have to select from an age range. Yeah. If my age is in the list with the younger people, then I'm happy. But if my age is at the bottom of the, you know, if the, yours is a number and then a plus sign, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah that's, that's no good. <laughs> That's no good at all. <laughs> or if, if you want to figure out my age, you just have to know how many WrestleManias there are. Oh, Snapola. How so many WrestleManias are there? 33 is what we're on, or 34? I suppose we're up, coming up on 34, but I'll, oh. I, I'm 33. Oh, man. Wow. wow. 33. <laughs> that was 10 years ago. Jesus I know. Christ. You should oh, see man. how much pussy I'm slaying. <laughs> I can't say that anymore. That's great. Can I? No, no, you can't. You can't. You can't say anything like that. No, Sorry. with our identity politics, we are not allowed to say things like that. I apologize. I will probably have to resign from this podcast before I even got to start on it again. Yeah. Well, there are only three white guys on this show, so. <laughs> We obviously are awful. Yeah. We just lost 7% of our fan base. <laughs> the young Jewish black women? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it looks like Sanders is, is watching. I'm. Uh, what's up, dude? I'm, I'm going to. I'm putting the link in um, the live chat. So there's a live chat. Um, I don't know how to use this this nonsense. There's live chat that I think only the group can see. That's be the three of us, and then there's live you chat. Open the chat bar before you start the podcast. Before Fuck. you start the call. Fuck off. Yeah, but I don't have any of those options anymore because you're the man. You're the, the man. man. I'm the man, and I yes, I am. I've been listening to Anthrax in forever. Oh, yeah. I remember that. I used yeah. to have that as a 12-inch on vinyl. Yeah. And now you can make a joke about 12-inch. Go ahead. Oh, there's no need to make a joke about factually <laughs> accurate statements of my anatomy. <laughs> so, Eric, what are you enjoying to drink this fine evening? I have a uh, Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Ooh, nice. Because it's got blaze orange and a fish. 
which means I should either be hunting or fishing right now. But instead, I'm sitting here talking with you, yokels. You're hunting and fishing for poon. Is it cold? Is it cold in uh, in your part of the world, there, Eric? Yeah, it's below freezing. Oh boy, which I guess isn't saying too much. I, I know you. Uh, the The east is getting a nice, nice uh, swath of cold air coming in soon, but yeah, unfortunately, I, yeah. I I don't like it. I hate the cold weather. So, yeah. what we can do. But um, so I have this uh, wonderful. Um, Stone Brewing Company. They're from, uh, I think they're from Southern California, I want to say. Um, and this is an Enjoy Buy IPA, and they have a whole series of these Enjoy Buys. The idea is that um, the whole IPA phenomenon is not really a beer that you're supposed to save and age because the fresher the hops are, the the more it tastes like the way they had intended it. So they put there these they put these beers out, and they give you a date by which you should really drink it to for its best optimal. And so this is one that says "Enjoy by Christmas." Is it backwards for you guys? No, no, no. Okay, it's backwards for me. So it says "Enjoy by Christmas," and um, I I am, and I will be. So. Hey Eric, yeah. Do you know what a growler is? I do. What is it? It's just a fancy name for a uh, a larger bottle that you can go get refilled at a brewery. Yeah, oh there you go. Gosh. It's not a. What did you think it was? A, a it's bad, a dump. like a big. Yeah. Dump? Yeah. It's a tub. A dump. A dump. Number two. A <laughs> oh, I got <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, it's probably more fitting. There's nothing really growling about the bottle. Yeah, I don't know where they came up with the name. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Or the bomber bottle. That sounds more like a dump too. Dropping a bomber. The bomber bottle. Yep. Is that, isn't that the old president? The old bomber? That's every president. Okay. Sorry, I'm getting political. I think the I think the bomber is like a twenty-two ounce bottle. Yeah. I think so. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Yay! Yay! And uh, we're Peggy. gonna we're gonna <laughs> we haven't Peggy? talked about that in a while. Hey, we need to do the original intro on this episode. Oh, if we can, if we can find, it. I guess if I download um, if I download one of the old podcasts, I can edit it in, right? Yeah, I might have an old MP3 or somewhere. I don't even remember what it used to say. Oh, I know what it was. Don't wake up. Don't don't hang up. No, no, I, I, I'm, so, I'm so used to the duck one. What did it used to say? Oh, this is Jallo Jow Jow. Yeah, it was like a... There's some creep whispering. whispering into a phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who it was. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded kind of girly. I know. I have access to many women, so it's, it could have been any one of them at the time. Damn. Well, so this... Uh, uh, watching a movie? Yeah, we're doing this new thing on the sh show where um, Chris doesn't have to watch the movie beforehand. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? <laughs> Like, like the evolution of my laziness is is is, is, is unparalleled. Unparalleled. Like first, I got to the point where I said, "Well, you know, I really need to make sure that Jallo Score has an article on the movie we're going to do before we do it." And then I and then I moved to, "Well, we can talk about it first, and then eventually I'll publish yeah. it." And now I don't put anything on Jallo Score anymore, and now I barely even watch the movies. So. So you're definitely what they call um, an aficionado of the genre. <laughs> a slacker. Watch it in 10-minute increments before bed as you fall asleep each night. Yep. Yeah, and I really don't have much of an excuse. I mean, I I could have watched this film. you know, Because you've uh, never seen it, right? Is that the deal? I've never seen it past the first 10 minutes. And I don't remember the first 10 minutes anyway. But last episode, Creep and I were talking about Hulu. And you said, 
the next time I talk to you, you're going to tell me how much you're sick of the the, the subscription that can, that has the commercials with it. And um, it's true. It, it's true. They they pick five commercials, and they play all, and they play those five commercials over and over again. But for whatever strange reason, um, despite the fact that I have a plethora of Jalo films at my disposal, I end up going to Hulu and either watching Brady Bunch episodes or Seinfeld episodes. So I don't know why I do that. It's just uh, it's, it's just you, comforting. You, know, you could Google porn, right? Could, yeah. Take okay. Porn on Google. <laughs> I could, I could porn. Google porn for what is that? It's, instead of watching the Brady Bunch, you mean or? Yeah. 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 Google's got this new thing called Google porn. Google porn. <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot to tell you guys. I don't know if this affects anyone but me, but I have a fire stick. I bet you. And on, <laughs> and on January 1st, um, the fire stick isn't allowed to carry the YouTube app anymore. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's affecting and people. I am very upset because I watch YouTube on my TV more than I watch anything else. So I'm going to have to get some stupid fucking Google stick. Yeah, but dude, there's there are so many ways to get YouTube on your TV. You should you should be all, all right. Like, I bought a Blu-ray player recently because the Blu-ray players that I that I had originally bought when they first came out were clunky, and it would yeah. take like 10, 10 minutes for the fucking you know for the movie to actually appear on the screen for it to load the disc. And so I bought a new one, and it's just got one hookup. It's got HDMI hookup, and that's it. Um, but won't it not work after the first? For YouTube, oh, I don't know. Is this something that uh, I think is... it's like a Google wide thing? Like, oh, it's an exclusive no, it's, deal. It's, they don't want Amazon to carry it because they're in a battle with Amazon over streaming. Yeah, I would think it would be Amazon specifically. Like Roku yeah. has a YouTube channel. Uh, okay, you just, just I'm just fucked because uh, Fire Stick. Because uh, yeah, you. <clears throat> Loyal, your loyalty to Jeff Bezos screwed you over. No, again. dude. So what it was was those amazing commercials with Gary Busey. <laughs> like, Don't blame the, you, man. They sold it. It's yeah. Like Amazon Fire Stick. Wow. <laughs> Based on how similar you guys both look already, I can yeah. see why you would fall for that. Where, where he tries to put the shell in the HDMI slot on the TV. Yeah. He's like, this doesn't work. <laughs> You're like, I gotta go out and get me one of those. <laughs> Amazon TV Fire Stack. Oh, uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Amazon. Um, so now Google's gonna like take our podcast and like throw it at like the bottom page of a search now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, yeah, I'm just I'm just waiting for our last episode to get yanked because it's got copyrighted material. Yeah did did you get a thing for for it yet? No. Oh, then it probably will be okay for. I don't think anybody gives a shit about Top Sensation enough to. (laughs) Mark your words, dude. Now that you said that, you're going to get a freaking cease and desist thing from YouTube. Well, once this one goes up, we definitely will. So, all right. This is is fair use. Come on, you guys. We're commenting, criticizing, and the entire thing, and we're obscuring the 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 picture. Hey, Botchamania could do it. We should be able to, right? Yeah. What mania? Botchamania. If you're not going to watch wrestling, you should at least watch Botchamania. Okay, what's it's that? on? It's on YouTube. It's like a <laughs> list. It's like the fail video of every wrestling organization that week. Oh, okay. And it's just like people fucking getting hurt, and not going through tables, and <laughs> um, that's not my name. That's not my name. So wait, so wait, so wait. Let me let me get this straight. If you don't go through a table, you get hurt. But if you go through a table, you don't get hurt. Well, kind of. It It depends. Like Chris is right. Well, like because if if you, in other words, if you do it right, if you do the stunt right, you go through the table. Yeah, that's what makes it a stunt. But if you screw it up and you you don't go through the table and you get seriously hurt, I am the table. Yeah. (laughs) You go through the pre-sawed table, you're fine. 
But if you hit it in the wrong spot and the leg goes up your ass, then you're screwed. <laughs> or if you're Spike Dudley and you get tossed out of the ring and only like a fraction of your head hits the table, then you're going to die. Yeah. So good stuff. Wow. You one heart and your cable breaks 60 feet above the ring. Whoa. And you hit your Too soon. <laughs> Too soon, man. When did that happen? Like late nineties. He's <laughs> not even cold yet. It's still fresh to me, man. Okay, but tonight we're going to be watching the night that Evil Lynn left Skeletor and came out of the grave. <laughs> and oh, we, we. I'm sorry to interrupt. We have to say hi to Simon James. Hi, Simon. Constable, who is watching live, and Sanders, who wants to know when is there going to be a Jalo Chow Chow T-shirt? Ooh, you guys I can need a shit out a first, t-shirt. right? Well, actually, no, because um, I'm afraid of what Patreon's doing right now. So I'm going to oh, yeah. see how the fallout happens. Yeah, that's right. Good plan. What's uh, going on with Patreon? There's a there's a there's a problem. Well, they're doing this new thing where instead of like billing. Um, the creator at the end of the month, like a flat rate percentage, they're billing every person who contributes an extra 35 cents for every transaction. So people who like support like a bunch of people by giving them like a dollar a month are going to have to start giving a dollar 35 to all of those people. So it's screwing the people who are, um, supporting the content creators, and they the got a lot of kind of getting screwed too. Yeah, they're losing people. Yeah, so it got a lot of heat. So I'm thinking that in the next couple days or weeks or something, um, it'll either explode in their face or um, another company will come up and offer the service that Patreon used to offer. So, but yeah, I could make a shirt, no problem. I could shit that out in three minutes, dude. <laughs> no problem there. And our smallest size will be triple X. Sounds about right. That's yeah. Okay. Now, what would even be on a yellow chow chow shirt? Ed would just butt. It would be somebody, someone pegging someone else, probably. Yeah. With like yeah. a knife in their hand. Sure. Yeah. So it's something you could wear to Christmas. A bottle of J&B. Yeah. Grandma's house. Yeah. Okay. We'll just take all the elements of Jalo score and then like throw it at a shirt and whatever sticks that'll be on the shirt. There you go. That's not a bad idea. And I guess yeah. it should be black and yellow. Yeah. Like dealers. But like the shirt should be yellow. The shirt if the shirt was yellow, that would be fantastic. Because like yeah. who who wears a yellow t shirt? Nobody. Yeah. We're really good businessmen over here on the Chow Chow. <laughs> <laughs> you should totally do that. This is all going to be edited out for the uh, for the uh, succinct version. Okay. You guys need to talk amongst yourselves because I uh, am empty. I got to go get another. Um, get, a, get a couple, bro. I'll be right back. All right. Get a couple? How late are you yeah. keeping me up here? Tonight? What? <laughs> keeping me up past my bedtime. I know. This is This is how it goes now. It's awful. It just keeps going and keeps going. <laughs> it's like the fucking Energizer Bunny up in here. Okay. So, what are your thoughts about Nia Jackson Enzo? If I can be honest, I haven't watched a minute of WWE in like a month. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm really letting you down. No, it's okay. Letting the listeners down right now. The correct answer for my is, opinion on that is that it's awesome. It's awesome. So now in the future, when people ask you, just say it's awesome, and you it's want good, more rated R sex from them yeah. too. Okay. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want to lose my credibility, but I also don't really want to watch the show at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kind of screwed. Oh, that was good. That was really good. All right. Hey, I'm back. Here we are. What'd I miss? Um, nothing. During the commercial break, it was a rest hold. 
Oh, wow. I should really start a stand-up thing. Because... <laughs> I'm here all week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> creep, creep just had me in an arm bar. It's okay for the last 30 seconds. Yeah, it was my 987th wrestling move. Mm-hmm. Oh, going back to the vaults for that one. It was 1,001. Yeah. Arm bar. Okay. So are we doing this or what? <laughs> Please. So um, for those of you out there that are live. Uh, and, and not dead. And for those of you who may be out there. Um, Touching themselves. And listening to this uh, post-production. Watching um, We are going. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. We gonna we are gonna. Oh my nose! Uh, I just I just watched the episode. Just, just as an aside, the episode I watched was it was Marsha's first day as a freshman in high school, and uh, she joined like every club possible. So that she I could bet be... just like a bunch of seniors hit on her and made her feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that was the episode where Peter was making the volcano. Okay. And, um, eventually, he got the volcano to work, and it spit like muddy lava all over the girls, and the girls like that. Marsha was trying to impress, and they were trying to get. She was trying to get into their little club, and they were like, "This is so awful! I can't believe this!" Is... And she's like laughing, and she's like, "I don't, you know, I don't want to join your club if you don't think this is funny." And, and then did Alice come in and give some wise words that kind of didn't? No, sense? Alice. Alice doesn't give wise words. She's like the wisecracker. Like usually, it's 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 um, uh, Mike Brady who comes yeah. in and gives most of the wise words. But I just found it funny that Marsha acted like a complete little kid at at the beginning of the episode, and by the time we got twenty minutes in, she was completely mature and. Um, completely um, lucid in uh, her thought process and in understanding why she made the mistakes and why she chose the things that she chose to do and why she won't do that again in the future. And I think that's what happens. That's like the crux of the show. They start off immature and then they have some epiphany and are really smart. And then the dad's like, Hey, I'm drawing a picture. I don't want to raise my kids. Everyone get the fuck out of this room. (laughs) Mom's not going to go to work. It work for both of us. (laughs) And I can't fire Alice or else she'll tell uh, my wife that I did that thing with the feather duster. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That I I had something going on with Sam the butcher. (laughs) Okay. Now I have HIV. <laughs> did did, did he have an HIV? Yeah, he died. He did. Oh, the AIDS. That's right. Very I'm like, topical. I'm like Sam the butcher bringing Alice the meat. Like hey, how Fred... come no one dies of AIDS anymore? I took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eric. No, but is it like a thing? Because like no one ever even talks about it. Like, is it not like a big deal anymore? Did, did we uh, win? <laughs> we won. It's like running very fast, but I think it's still incurable. Okay, so it's more like Vietnam than like Desert Storm. Like what happened with like what's going on with Magic Johnson? Like he's he's fine, right? Like, yeah. Well, he just has the virus, I think. Yeah, he just yeah. has the hip. He don't got the, the, the full blown. Yeah. Gotcha. We're offending someone somewhere yeah. at some point. Let's ask <laughs> Al. <laughs> yeah, our Italian Asian correspondent. <laughs> we, we, we want Al to, to comment on why Magic Johnson is still alive. Okay, <laughs> and how his wife hasn't caught it yet. What do the Italians think about Magic Johnson? Yeah, maybe Sheen. he has a Magic Johnson. Uh, maybe it's all in his name this whole time, and we just didn't know. So he's curing AIDS. Yeah, him and Eric yeah. fighting the good fight. Listen, all we need is two if they're that if they're that good, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. two Magic Johnsons. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, anyway. 
ladies and gentlemen, uh, so we're going to do a live commentary with uh, The Night Evelyn Came Out of the Grave. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching it uh, at home, um, for those of you who are watching live, I did put a link to the YouTube version that we're going to watch. I also put it into the chat for you guys. Um, I don't know if you can see it. I have it right here. If you have the, if you have the little icon at the top left that looks like a, a square uh, quote bubble. The person chat. who posted it is named Beck YL, and it was published on November 10th, 2016. And just in case you're confused on what movie you're watching, they posted it three times. <laughs> <laughs> full movie, full movie, full movie. It's the full movie. Guarantee. Yeah, I'm gonna do this in theater mode so I don't get sidetracked by the videos that might be coming up next. That's a good idea. <laughs> oh yeah, my kids okay. never watch a full video because they're looking at the ones on the right. Yeah, I want to watch the outing now. No, we don't. We don't contribute to to attention deficit disorder. No. No, seriously, Definitely. this clip of Trilogy of Terror from 1975 is blinding me. <laughs> All right. So, All right, so are we going to do the countdown? Count? Yeah, let's do uh, – Eric, why don't you do the honors? Give us a three, two, one. We'll do three, two, one, click. So three, two, one, go. How do I uh... – Or do we click on one? No, we click on click or we click on go. Okay, got it. So, Chris, what did you think of the night Evelyn came out of the grave? Oh, my God. Dude. And then went back into the pool. <sighs> I don't hear you answering or anything. I, I, I don't know what to say. I really don't. This beautiful music. Yeah, I'm, I'm letting mm. the credits roll over me while I think about it. <laughs> Do you just want to gasp and moan like that guy at the end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> Want someone to roll support? I'm all over him. This is what the movie did to me. Uh, And it's so funny. The first time I saw this movie, the only thing that bothered me is how were they going to clean up that room? (laughs) I'm like, that's like the best room of any place I've ever seen, and it's bothering you. I can tell. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah. So there's that. So that happened, guys, just now. Wow. (laughs) This movie's fun, man. I love it. It does have a bit of a slow bit. A soggy middle. Yeah. Yeah, um, Rest hold. Yeah. (laughs) And then the other thing about it is it's one of those movies that feels like it was rewritten while they were shooting <laughs> like numerous times. But um, at the same time, when you think about it, I don't know if they would really give a shit in Italy about that. Like for the audience they were making these movies for. Yeah. So it might just be well, one script. The... Do you think they shot like, cause that we, we established that redhead who was in on it at the end with the hoop earring guy she was was she an evelyn or the red queen did we say she looked familiar i think she was in red queen she was one of the girls that gets killed so i wonder yeah, if they just filmed both these movies really close together i guess I had like how they did that one. Um, what was what were those two movies they shot at the same time um oh my god yes those hang on Deadly Weapons and Secret Agent 73. Those are, those are mm-hmm. Doris. What's her, what's her name? 
that Doris Wishman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eric knew what I was talking about. That's oh. awesome. Nope. Um, but yeah, I wonder if like she had a very limited amount of time she could be in in this movie. So they're like, well, we'll put you in the beginning and the end, but then we need to pad pad some times. So we'll just have them get married or something. No, I don't know. Huh. We could use some commentary. I'm but sure. like, we could use some commentary. <laughs> some people who know things about these things. The thing that honestly is like the most far-fetched, and this is kind of stupid that this is what I find the most far-fetched, but the fact that the doctor somehow knew all of this was going on and that he had him trapped, like what gave it away? Like he says, it's obvious that you guys were in on it or something like that. But like <laughs> what actual evidence? Based on what? <laughs> yeah. Like what happened? Like what made him think that? I think they just wrote that in too. <laughs> there was no like, that no doctor invest- was such a shit character. There was no investigation going on. You, you, you weren't following clues or anything. It was just... No, he showed up to give like crucial plot points. Yeah. He was like, I'll, I, I have three, four scenes. Okay, well, I need four yeah. really awesome tidbits of information that I can spew. Try to make us think that this Alan guy is still crazy when they're just... Yeah, because when they're in the room together, it was just those two. But they were like still talking as if he was crazy, but it seems like now that was all just for show. Yeah. And so, so what were they doing He together? made him crazy that last time? What the fuck does that mean? Like he shot him up with like ketamine or something? And Yeah. Uh, huh. Maybe they just found that girl's skull mask and they're like, oh, it must be them. That was a very nice skull mask. But we... Evelyn's skull mask. Yeah. So where was Evelyn's body? What did they do with it? Did they just like torch it? No okay. answer. <laughs> they fed it to the foxes. Well, like here's that thing. The thing that foxes I'm, ate like, it. If um, how how would that work? Okay. Yes. Like, why would Wanchik go to check to see if Evelyn's body wasn't there if no one was supposed to know that she went and did that? Like, if she already knew that the body wasn't going to be there, yeah. like, what purpose did that serve other than to throw us off? To throw off the Undertaker or whatever that guy was? But, like, he was like, please don't tell anyone that this happened. So, like, he's not going to admit to anything. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, just weird little things like that that they're like, oh, this will totally throw everyone for a loop. Mm -hmm. You know, let's make her not look guilty. It's like, come on. Yeah. There's definitely some lazy writing and backwards backtracking that they screwed up on. It's kind of like when... They said, uh, what's his name, was the Gossip Girl. And they go back and watch all the old episodes of Gossip Girl. And it's like, how would he know that she had a, she was holding that pregnancy test, you know? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. My this wife is just as bad as Dirty story. Dancing. <laughs> what? No, wait, explain go- Gossip Girl to me. Is that the show that has the girl that's in the band now? <laughs> I don't know if she's in a band. The Momsen chick? She was in that movie with the sharks. The blonde girl. Yeah, I think she's in a band. Oh. But yeah, they revealed the, yeah. that the Gossip Girl is actually her boyfriend at the end. Did I just spoil that for everyone? Yeah. Like, I don't even know years. what the... Sh- is it kind of like Pretty Little Liars? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then you totally spoiled it. Like, how long has that show been going on? Like, five years? It's over. It's been over for like ten years. Okay, well, let's talk about how long it was on. I don't know. <laughs> I never watched it. My wife was just complaining about that earlier today. Did she just like burn through it on Netflix or something? Yeah, and she said that it doesn't make any sense. They went. They said that he was the gossip girl, but then when she would go back watch the first season, like none of the stuff lined up. So that's why I was comparing it to this movie where it's. Okay, so it wasn't like just a gender thing. 
No. Okay. Because he's they, a boy. They just want to do a surprise twist. Girl. Yeah. Okay. So do you think the people who made that show had no idea who the Gossip Girl was going to I don't think they did. And they just like, they're like, okay, we got to fucking do something. Yeah. Yeah, that's lazy. So that's why I was. That's why I'm to bring it back to this movie. I just feel like that's a common, unfortunate thing. In it's like, why were there polar bears and lost? Exactly. Or why didn't they just have Ted and Robin get married at Holly Met Your Mother? I think Chris is trying to look for a rope that he could fashion (laughs) into a noose. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I've, I've been quiet for a while, and it's because I don't know what to say about this mess of a movie. <laughs> Do you I like mean, it better or worse than um, uh, The Red Queen? That See, you can't ask me that question because I've already asked myself that question in an effort to think of something to say. Like, oh, well, I like this one better than the other one, but I, I can't answer it. Like, hey, Fred. I, I think I like this less than the Red Queen. I like this more than Red Queen. What do you think? I like this more than Red Queen. I think it it is a hard movie to um, decipher because it does have those twists, like not the twists at the end. That makes it obnoxious and weird. But just the fact that it switches gears halfway through into him marrying a blonde girl, so he's they're kind of tempering his... Which rage. is funny, because it was the freaking doctor's plan to begin with. Yeah. Right. So it's like, how did George know that this whole thing was going to happen in the first place for him to set all this into motion? You know? It's yeah. just... It seems a little weird. But that's why... No, that's, that's why I like this movie, because it kind of reminds me of those just so bad, they're good type movies. And I know that's kind of cliche nowadays but it's like yeah just the uh when i see a movie where they're trying just so hard to make it sound make it so interesting and good and it's like the premise is he's killing women with red hair because his wife had red hair and she cheated on him that's silly the psychiatrist is silly like oh maybe your cure is you should just get married i just like all these things it's like when you actually sit back and think about it like maybe i, I it's because i just saw the disaster artist so i still have the room in my head but just like the uh, <laughs> the authentic nature of it, of how they're just trying so hard to make this such a uh, engaging and interesting movie. Like even the cover art for this movie has like a woman with a holding a skull or something like that. The, yeah, the cover of this movie is very misleading. Yeah, like, sure, I've always sure. felt that that was kind of a, and it makes it not feel like the kind of movie that it is. I know. It's, it's like going for the whole Bava audience. Yeah. Yep. You know. Absolutely. Well, just like yeah, Chris and I were saying, like the 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 set design of it was a Bava movie, basically the first half of it. But I don't know, guys. I mean, both of these movies have the exact same look and feel. And there's something about them that I don't like, that I don't connect with, that either it's a feeling of of that it's too polished and it's like cheap. Um, or maybe I just don't like this guy's style. I mean, I like all of the visuals in this movie were great and they were, they were good in the other movie. I feel like it's just that the, the things that make a lot of like low grade, shallow good is that they're not trying to take themselves too serious. Right. And in both of those movies, um, I think Red Queen more so, like, they're trying to, like, come up with this, like, amazing, crazy, ridiculous, over-the-top thing, but give it to you in the most, like, logical, like, this is totally legit. You know, like, yeah, we have floods here all the time, and, you know, like that whole ending to red queen was like, what the fuck is going on? What am I watching? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. And so that's why I think there's that disconnect between you're either going to really like this movie. or You're going to hate it because you're going to sit back and, and make those comments. Like, why is that grass so long? <laughs> like, right. 
just like and exactly. just have fun with it and laugh. But I don't. But I mean, it, it's weird. I can't explain it. But he's like, I didn't have fun with this. If, if you if you put and maybe not so much this movie, but maybe Red Queen, if you put that up against um, uh, Case of the Bloody Iris, for example, mm-hmm. I mean, I would pick Bloody Iris over Red Queen. You know. Every day of the week, if I yeah. had to, if I had to, and both of them really are silly. Um, they're not either of them are serious. They're trashy. They don't follow the plot very well. Like you know, it's like it's like a convoluted mess. But I don't know. There's something about, and it's not just because Edwidge is in it. But I mean, no, like even like how that chick, her friend, like her stupid lines every three seconds. Right, you know, right. Those were like, but it's fun, you know. It's like the fashion in that movie was off the chain, but it's like they're Case the Bloody Iris is a fun movie. Neither of these movies are fun, but I think Evelyn is more fun than Red Queen. Yeah, and that's just because of the dumbass premise. I guess so. I have to go back and give it another watch. I mean, you know, we we talked about this last time on the Top Sensation commentary, but you know, this is this was the typical audience experience. You know, you go in and you know, every once in a while, you pay attention to what's happening on the screen. And I think that what makes this one something that I don't like as much as a normal Giallo is that it didn't because it didn't follow the normal formula of Hey, there's some exciting stuff happening at the beginning. There's this middle. I mean, it kind of did, but then, you know, you're watching it, and they've got this premise of him killing these girls because they have red hair. But he and always faints. So, did he actually kill those girls, or was it George that was killing the girls, or mm, the true enough. guy who, um, the blackmailer? Yeah, the blackmailer. Like who? Like it leaves questions that aren't going to be answered. Yeah, i.e., polar bears and lost. And if you are talking over it, then yeah, like like we were saying, what's you know, why did she go to the tomb and have the thing opened up? Well, maybe there was an answer to that, but yeah, maybe we (laughs) talked over it or something. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or maybe the people who did the dubbing have just like made up their own dialogue. Left out key plot points. Well, you know, and it's it's weird because in this particular movie, it's it's hard to apply some of those principles of the way that people watch movies back then. Because if you were just watching it for the fun of th- those two sequences in the beginning with the with the dungeon room, and then all of a sudden you stop paying attention, then you want to come back to it at the end and say, "Okay, I'm able to catch up and." And There's no way you'd be you, able to. You, you can't. You can't do that. No, you can't do that because you you're not. You don't even know like the people that were that were presumed dead in the beginning are coming back. And let let me ask a question about there that. Four, there was four Coping plot book. twists at the end. Yeah. You know, you know the book that um, we refer to all the time, right that, right? that Coven guy wrote. Yeah. Okay. Now, in that book, does it say? I can't remember if it's like this or like the people went to the movies and they had like their own culture at the movies, but did the filmmakers make movies with that in mind or were they actually trying to make movies? Well, um, it's discussed in the book that, that Bava um, kind of invented the formula that was so successful with this audience, which is if you look at, um, Bay of Blood, there's a whole bunch of interesting things that happens for like 40 minutes. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that basically needs to fill the time before you have another, say, 20 to 25 minutes at the most of more action at the end. Bay of Blood could have easily been like an anthology movie. But I I mean, six separate little movies. but, But the book was basically trying to say that Bava had come up with the idea for how to make a movie that way because he knew that that was his target audience. And so, you know, I think that these filmmakers were making these movies 
understanding where, you know, how they were going to be viewed. Like one of the things that the book talks about is that a lot of these filmmakers, whether they be, you know, people who are on the set or, you know, part of the crew, or maybe you even have a screenplay writer or what have you, um, they were like second string people that were working on like those first tier, like Filoni movies and stuff um, in Italy. And so when they weren't doing that, they were working on these movies. And so that's why you have such a quality in the way that the movies are, are, are photographed and edited and the soundtracks are great um, because these are all filmmakers that needed to stay kind of working. Yeah. Uh, so they kept working on stuff, but the, the films were geared for this pulp audience, this, uh, this, this third, I, I forget what the words Full are. Phony. Yeah. I mean, I know it's, there, there's a, a reference to the tiers of moviegoers at this time period in Italy. And this was like the third level down, not even the second level, but like, like the people who didn't have TVs at their house and stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and obviously we know that it, it, from a cultural standpoint, uh, from a time and place kind of standpoint, these movie theaters would have like a movie like this going, but they'd also have, you know, a spaghetti Western or they'd have um, a sex comedy or, they would have a police procedural and you know, it would vary. It wasn't like, you know, you're going to go to the, you're going to go to the theater and you're going to just see these kind of murder mystery thrillers. Like it, it could be anything. Um, it could be a sword and sandal movie, you know, that kind of thing. And they were just, there were like a hodgepodge of different kind of mm-hmm. movies that were, um, kind of titillating and exciting, but really didn't have any substance. Right. Well, this so, movie had a lot of titillation. Yeah, sure. But I guess it's like it's uneven for me. Yeah. Cause, and again, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying that somebody's definition in a book influences the way that I watch these movies, but I do feel like the pattern is that, you know, the movie makes an, takes an opportunity to, to give you um, entertainment at, the, at both of the ends of the film. And then in the middle, what I guess for me makes things better is that the middle part is tolerable. And yeah, cause you, you know, used and, to give me shit every time I said the middle of a movie got boring. Right. But I mean, if I think we, I think we know that all these movies have a middle section that really isn't that exciting, but if you just judge them on their middles, you know, a, a movie like uh, deep red or bird with the crystal plumage or, even um, even uh, strip nude for your killer, for example, uh, or eyeball like those middle those middle of the road uh, sections of the movie are watchable if you are watching it kind of from a, you know interest being interested in, in the genre as a somebody who's uh, from a historical standpoint you're coming back and watching them later. So but, how did this movie score? What? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was tallying. Uh, it, no, actually, I was tallying, but I've got level three that I didn't go through yet. And like, uh, just give me one second to refresh the screen. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like with with some of those movies, like Bloody Iris or something, it was you could watch the beginning, and then the middle would have still have something to do with the beginning. But this one, the middle was so different from the beginning. That if you stopped watching it, you would have no fucking you'd so, idea. You'd be right. so confused. Why? Like you would think it was another, like another movie came on with the same cast. You're like, what yeah. the fuck is happening right now? So that's why I think some middles are okay to skip out on. Maybe go get a beer, talk with your friends, and come back at the end for the explanation. The you know the big reveal, but not this one. Um, but this one, you would, yeah, you'd be like, why is hoop earrings rolling around in the pool? <laughs> <laughs> and why does he look so unhappy about it? Yeah, he was so happy earlier at the stands. So I had a thought, now I can't remember what it was. So I'm looking down through the the scoring, and I think I got most of it down pat. Um, there was no amateur detective, right? Was anybody no. trying to solve a crime here? No. Okay. Well, it seems like the doctor was trying to solve something, but he didn't tell us that until the last second of the movie. Was was um 
the blackmailer because he was spying on Alan, but he was also seemed like he was spying on the girl when she went to go to the tomb, and he got bit by the snake. Yeah. So who bit him with the snake? Was that George? The hoop earring. Hoop earring. Yeah. Hoopy. Yeah. Hoopy. Okay. All right. So a um, lot of scores in level two of this thing. Okay. So we didn't have an airplane taking off or landing. We didn't have an animal number, color, or death in the title. Uh, the night network came with great deal. Um, attend a funeral. There was no real attend funeral. We thought there was, but it was just a stripper scene. Right? <laughs> that counts. Well, we thought it was a funeral, and then all of a sudden it's just this gothic theme theme for a stripper. Um, no car or motorcycle racing. There was a chase scene, a comic relief character, not really. Did anybody die from falling? No. Um, were there dolls and, or dummies or any of that kind of childish fetishistic type stuff not really were there any dolls in the torture room i don't think so yeah no gay lesbian uh foreigner they were all from the same place there wasn't any odd clues or weird pieces of jewelry or a puzzle piece that was was what was that gold locket or that gold oh yeah yeah there you go yeah it was a lighter lighter but it was shaped like a Superman emblem, right? It was well, like it was a heart. Oh, Why right. did it have an S on it, though? Evelyn. It was for Evelyn. Oh, yeah. S for Evelyn. What? Nothing else makes sense. Why would this make sense? Um, there's no pathologist. Peeping Tom will give it to you for that Black Miller yeah. guy. Um, photography, glamour, modeling, art. I'm going to give it to him just simply because of the dungeon room. Well, and there was no names. Yeah, yeah, true. Evelyn or whatever. Um, there was no priest, but didn't we have a discussion about pseudoscience? What were they doing in this movie that was that we talked about it being pseudoscience? Or am I? Did I dream that? I think we. I, that was more of me making fun of the movie. They were doing the seance, and then that guy came in. Wasn't he like a? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, the guy fainted, and he's like, or if the was doctor a... says the only thing that's going to cure you is getting married. Yeah, the, do- kinda... the, the doctor was a psychologist, right, or a psychiatrist? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we saw the spiral stairs. Um. Okay, so now this last one, we could get really liberal if you want to. It's called the visual misinterpretation yeah. rule. But really, the <laughs> context... Body walking around. The context of visual misinterpretation is that main character sees something, but then realizes later that they saw something different. Yeah, like he saw his dead wife and then realized it was his real wife. All right, look, I'm going to check it off. Why not? Or any of the times that he saw the redheads and thought it was his wife. Yeah. Oh, don't put your tongue inside my nose. That's gross. Okay, so the film scored 72. Ooh, I actually thought it would be higher. Which is pretty good considering how gothic it is and how it falls into that cinema fantastique kind Mm -hmm. of category. Um. But it's got so many jolly elements, especially in the last, say, 10 minutes when we have all the plot twists. So that sounds about right, that score. Yeah. Because uh, Red Queen, I know, got a, a much higher score than that. Did it? Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, 91 for the Red Queen. Holy because basically it, it follows the, the, you know, the killer is out there motif, like to the letter. Yeah. Okay. So, but I don't know, guys. I mean. That's a pretty good I'm, score. It's a good score. I'm just left. I'm, I'm feeling left, like, flat about how I feel about the movie. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to put it in a category of I hated it 
Um, and I don't know if it's a, if if it's a movie that could grow on me if I watched it a second time and paid more attention. Um, I think if you watch the beginning and the end a second time, you would like the movie more. <laughs> but um, like honestly, that whole bit with her coming out of the coffin, that yeah. whole bit was so good. I was like. Oh man, I, I like that, you could have knocked me over with a feather, man. Like yeah, I, I think that was that. the that was a scene I saw a couple months ago that made me want to get back together with you guys and talk about it because I, <laughs> I must have forgotten the whole middle of it, but I just remember like not ever feeling that same way watching one of these types of movies before, where it was just because I I thought it was I don't know why I didn't figure it out for like the first couple seconds, but I thought it was actually the corpse of his wife. I thought it like, just took this total wicked turn. Well, I thought it was, the first time I watched it, I thought it was her. And I was just like, oh my God. And then when she reveals herself, like there's a part of you that should feel like ripped off. Like, mm-hmm. because she's the person who we're supposed to be like, kind of caring for because we assume that he's going to butcher her. Yeah. Right eventually so it's like it plays with your emotions i guess i just i i think it's fun it's a true double turn but i also think this movie could have worked just as well if it started from the party like if the party was the opening scene and the doctor's like look i know your wife's been dead for a long time but yeah i think you need to get married like And then that whole first bit would have been littered with clues and fun stuff that we got from the first half of the movie. Yeah. And it would have been like a good length, a good story, the whole deal. But the, 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 the girl who came back uh, during the end reveals that we hadn't seen the whole movie, she would have been left out. Or he could have just went out and find, found chicks with red hair. So I wonder if like, you know, if you're, you're the way you describe that is more, is, is more along the, along the lines of the truth with regard to somebody had an idea and you know, this idea, however they decided to write it, wasn't going to fill up a feature length film. So they said, well, we can just elaborate uh, all this stuff that we just mentioned. Yeah. Like we mentioned it in passing in the beginning of our actual original script but now we got to fill 25 more minutes so let's just yeah. film him being crazy and like you know when in the very beginning scene when he's trying to escape was that something that happened in the past and then they eventually let him out and he's back at the castle is that yeah that, i think so I, think, believe? I don't know if that happened in the past or if that was what happened after he was taken there originally at the end I don't know. I think oh, it was, no. Go ahead. I think it was I right after his wife died. That was like a scene of him. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Wife died. Mm-hmm. He goes to the sanitarium. And then eventually he's finally let out on good behavior or whatever. And somehow he's got all yeah. this money now. <laughs> he's blowing it on getting these hookers and killing them. But then he just takes the money back. Yeah. So it's kind of like a right. good ROI. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like that joke about the guy who, uh, the two guys who buy 500 uh, coconuts for a dollar a piece. And they load them in the truck and then they drive the truck over to the other place and they start selling them out of the back of the truck for a dollar a piece. And then they sell them all. And then the one guy turns to the other guy and he's like, wait a minute, we spent $500 to buy these coconuts and we sold them all. Now we have our $500 back. We didn't make any money. And the other guy says, I told you we should have got a bigger truck. Wah, wah, wah. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> <sighs> a yeah. truck joke. Those were always good. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, I got to wrap this up. Yeah, I think keeping my family out of the room. Right. So, yeah. well, it's midnight here. So, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I want to thank uh, Eric for dropping by. Yeah. That was yeah. fun. Let's do it again soon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
what do you think, Creep? We'll, we'll try and figure out what our next film is, number episode 71. Well, I'm leaning towards Murder Rock. but Murder Rock. Okay. If, if you could think of something more fun, let me know. That's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be bad fun. So bad it's good fun. Yay! That's my favorite kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so until next time, everybody, ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.